This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I'm Ray Harkins, and I am the host of this beautiful podcast called 100 Words or Less, in which we are talking about independent music, whether it's talking to people who are playing in bands, contributing creatively on that side of things, or whether it's like record label stuff, photographers, authors, whatever you got, I want to speak to, and I want to dive deep in with them on why they care about this beautiful thing so much. A lot of beautifuls today, right? But uh, we're doing a little something different this week. This was actually a, uh, in my opinion, spectacular idea uh, by my good friend Joey Cahill, who many of you know uh, appears in the show frequently. But uh, he, you know, we, me and uh, Joey and Jeremy always do a year-end episode where we talk about all our favorite records. Today, we're going to be going back in time. We actually, uh, we've been doing these lists for, um, I mean, forever, like, you know, since the early 2000s, when we were all nerding out about music and working at record stores, we would always come up with our, our best of lists. And we recently tripped across our old lists. I have mine archived in nerdy places, <laughs> in notes and stuff like that. And then uh, Joey and Jeremy found theirs. And Joey was like, it would be funny if we like revisited our list and talked about it. And I was like, that's a spectacular idea. So we decided to go, uh, you know, roughly 10 years in the past and look at our best of 2007 list. And it was really interesting. Uh, we had a lot of fun conversations about it. So that, that's what we're going to do in a minute. And hopefully you enjoy it because uh, we had a ton of fun. And hopefully, too, it will, uh, you know, provide some, uh, you know, records for you to go back in time and listen to. Or if you've never heard of these bands in general, uh, it's a cool, cool place to start off with. So that's what we got. And uh, let's get some. Uh, so, well, I always say let's get some business pleasantries out of the way. I don't want to get them out of the way. I want you to pay attention to these things because I find them valuable. And I think you should check them out as well. One of them is our online web partner, noecho.net. They uh, pump the show. And uh, yeah, I love their site. They do great, great work over there covering punk and hardcore and doing deep dives on uh, both of those things. So yeah, check it out. Because if you like this podcast, you absolutely will like that website. So please check it out. And also, Rockabilia.com. I've told you once, I'll tell you again, I'll tell you until you buy your first piece of merch, which by the way, you can get for 15% off at Rockabilia by using the code PC100Words or less. That's the whole name of the podcast. So yeah, use the, and the number 100. You don't have to spell out 100, but use that code and you will get 15% off. And why is Rockabilia awesome? First of all, they've got over half a million items on sale for there. It's officially licensed. So when you are buying it from them, you know that the band is getting paid. It's not this crappy bootleg stuff that you see on Amazon or other companies where you're just like, oh yeah, I don't know about that. I actually had a great piece of uh, listener feedback when I was talking about Rockabilia. I think it was either a week or two ago. Uh, they hit me up and were like, hey, that's the only place that I've ever got an official Orchid shirt. And I was like, oh, Orchid? Wow. I did not know Orchid had uh, you know a merch merch availability on uh, Rockabilia. I don't think they do anymore. So this guy obviously got it a couple years ago, but uh, it goes deep. So whatever band you are probably into uh, or are just discovering in the first place, you will dive on to there and you will find rad shirts, sweatshirts, long sleeves, coffee cups, like whatever it is you want, they got it. So please visit rockabilia.com. Tell them this show sent you PC 100 words or less. And then you got a nice little discount there, right? Okay. So 
Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's anything else about rockabilly. Yeah. You should just go there. Okay, please. And, um, I've been recording a crap load of episodes recently. Uh, I've been going out to shows recently, just hung out with, uh, Chris number two from anti-flag, which will be a future episode and saw them play with uh, straight from the path. And it was a, um, it was an amazing show. I, I'm so excited that those two bands are touring together because, you know, both of them are politically engaged and active. And, um, it was just great to see that energy in a room, uh, because sometimes they, you know, I forget that this beautiful independent music scene is so vibrant with a lot of, you know, revolutionary thinkers and people who are dissatisfied with the way that the government is running. And I just, yeah, I, I forgot. And <laughs> it was nice to be in a room with, uh, all of those like-minded individuals. So, uh, yeah, you got some uh, great episodes coming up. Okay. And if you want to hear who's on next week's episode, you got to stick around very end. I talk about it. So, that's what we got. Here is us hopping in a time machine, traveling back to 2007 in, in, I was going to say, I'm trying to think of how to phrase that. So we are traveling back in time, but with 2018 glasses on. So I don't know, but it's, uh, it's fun. So listen to it and enjoy. And I will talk to you after the episode is over. So this, this is exciting. I never, when you, Joey, you need to set this up for the uh, audience listening at home, because when you emailed this idea over, I, I like, I let out a little squeal. I'm like, this is a great idea. So what are we going to do today, Joey? Every once in a while, I, I have a gem. Uh, I, because we're such dorks, we all have our lists from previous years and thought it would be fun to go back and revisit said lists to see what would change what if if we if we've even listened to those records since then spoiler i can tell you their records i have not listened to since then <laughs> uh, and yeah so i you know i think it'll be uh do that so we're gonna do uh our top 10 from 2007 which was a very different time <laughs> yeah than, than now i know I was, try- I was trying to think of all of us so like two- 2007 uh, you know, Touche obviously existed. Uh, I was playing in Makoto. Joey was obviously doing 6131 and still living in California. And Did Touche exist? Touche started to practice. Like, we started getting people to, like, I think it was me, Tyson, Z, Matt, and Matt, Matt, Matt Moody. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Matt Moody for like one practice. Um, <laughs> but that was like November 2007. So uh-huh. I, I still count our band starting at the first show. Cause I feel like you're not a band until you've recorded and you've played a show. True story. True story. I, yeah. So I was got 2007 part of the year. I was living in an apartment with. Oh, an that's right. And, <laughs> but I was also back at six. Was I back at six? And three? I either moved out of six and three one for a while in 2007 or I moved back to six and three one in 2007 for a while. Yeah. You, I was working at, I think I was, I was working. I was helping out at Bionic occasionally still, when they needed people. Nice. That sounds right. Yeah, that that, that tracks. I was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had been married. I had been out of six one three one for about two years because I was married by, in two thousand five. Yeah, and I was working. I think yeah, two thousand seven. I was still working at Century Media. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 
Abbott can still around in 2007? Because I left in 2006. <clears throat> no, I think that that was, yeah, Abacus, when that, when that rolled back into Century Media, then yeah, I basically was just like, hey guys, I, I can still have a job, right? And they were like, <laughs> all right, I guess we'll bring you back in. <laughs> I, that was like, I just remember this, the most awkward conversation where it was like, well, well Ray, you're really nice. And I, I, I don't really know if we have a job for you. But let's let's try it for a few months. I was like, thank God. I don't know what to do otherwise. Jesus. I know. So that's the yeah, that's the I, I appreciate the idea, Joey. And this is going to be uh, absolutely hilarious because I'm sure there are records like when I was going through my list, there was definitely records. It was like, holy shit, I forgot how much I liked that at the time. And it's it's not like it's bad now because I definitely revisited some of them. But there's definitely an element of like, oh, yeah, this was a very hot and heavy six months that I listened to this record or whatever. I'm sure it's the same as you guys. And, so, and, to, and to paint a picture, this is when MySpace existed and I post, these were posted on MySpace <laughs> and I did not have these. And I had to, it was like a month long, like w- wait and see, trying to track them down from MySpace just to get this list. So like I wrote about each record. I think, you know, yeah, as you'll find out, I think we were a lot meaner. Yeah. <laughs> So I, for, I forget, Ray, did you, does yours have the like quote next to it? Like the write up about it or just Joey and I? No, no, we, I, I did. Uh, I, I mean, I edited my list down. Actually, you know what? I should, I should look at that because I'm sure there are definitely moments like you guys were talking about where I, I was just, I, I mean, I, I wasn't obviously mean to my top records, but there were times yeah. where it was like, no, yeah. Just taking unneeded shots at bands for no reason. It, it, in 2007, I did a top 25. I did top 20. Yeah. Well, and then 12 honorable mentions. 10. <laughs> I legitimately don't think I listened to 37 records this in 2017. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's funny. I'm looking at my list and I'm going, Jesus Christ, really? <laughs> and like, like the, the 10 to 20, there's like one or two on there. I'm like, I do not stand by that. Um, and then some of the honorable mentions, I'm like, yeah, those should have been in the list. Well, What's going we'll, on? We'll, we'll get to this. Next yeah. I'm gonna, hold on. I'm going to confirm something really quick. because it, no, it did come out in 2007. Uh, my favorite <laughs> record, uh, oh, my record of the last 10 years came out in 2007. And it is nowhere on my list at all. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I must have heard it in 20, 2008. Yeah. But it is not on my list. Wow. And it is my favorite record for the last, of the last 10 years. <laughs> so you just, <laughs> that's amazing. You just completely like retroactively should have put, had that record on there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's so awesome. Yeah. This also has a, I have a top, top set, uh, top seven inches. Yeah. When was the last time you thought to do that? Jesus. Um, I it's seven inches in my best of my number six is a seven inch. Wow, oh, that's so, that's, that, that's so cool. <laughs> but I, I love I, I I love the fact that we had to delineate because I mean I think I I only did I think I did a top fourteen but I think the previous year two thousand six which was a list that you know I know all of us couldn't find uh, two thousand six I I think I had like thirty records and I had uh, you know honorable mentions and like best EPs and it's like dude what the fuck were we doing yeah for real. I also just, uh, while finding this, I found my 2004 list, which is insane. (laughs) 
Um, I think that's the that's the farthest I, back that I go. I, go back I think. Two thousand five, and then I'm yeah, two thousand five and two thousand six. Well, if, if you want, if you if you want to know my if you want to know my top thirty records for two thousand four, oh my god! <laughs> I love. Go ahead, Jeremy. Yes, yeah. I was going to say. Uh, I, also, fun that um, I won't divulge into this, into this podcast, but in my top five disappointments, three of which I now have relationships with. <laughs> so, of two thousand seven. Yes. Um, I love that. I, are we gonna? Can we talk about our worst devs? Should we save that, or should I? No, you can. Um, you can throw it out there I, if you want to. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm gonna talk about it in the podcast. But, but um, <laughs> you don't have to. You, Joey can throw it out there. Whatever. Well, I just think one of mine, and I still stand by this. One of my worst was the the, the first Gallows record. Mm. Okay, I was. I'm not very nice about it, and I do think it was boring. But we ended up doing a Gallows seven inch. Yeah, you did. Seven inch we did was great, but. I did not like their first record. Moral, okay. moral, I, moral of the story: opinions oddly change. <laughs> yes, cartel yes, self-titled. Cartel self-titled. Next time you go into a bubble, come out with a good record. Oh, <laughs> that that's that's almost too easy, though. That was like that record was destined <laughs> to suck. Like, I have I have against me New Wave is one of my worst records for some reason. Oh, and I I, I just don't stand behind. <laughs> Why? Well, this is a good segue. This is a great segue. Uh, let's just start the let's just start the ten the ten because uh, I'd be willing to start because my number ten record is against me. New wave. <laughs> That's perfect. I forgot that and came out. I, my like write up about it. Oh, um, it's just like I really like half the record and I the other half was okay. So I don't think I didn't like it, but I listened to the like. I think I like that record a lot more now than I did in 2007. Yeah, it aged well for you. Yeah. So my right, <laughs> I feel like we should we should explain we should say our write ups just to really show the. So um, here we go. My against me new wave write up says yes, it's on a major. Yes, it's not punk. <laughs> yes, it's overly produced, and yes, they're sellouts. <laughs> All these things taken into account doesn't change the fact that this record is awesome. <laughs> Dude, I think I think all of us took the same notes for writing these these what we thought at the time were like super punchy, you know. Oh man, yeah. there's like it, it's like even before we really knew what pull quotes were, like we wrote in those that that fashion, and it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's pretty mean, but I, yo, the record's sick. I still I when talking about. Uh, I actually did a podcast recently with uh, Dan Ozzy and David Anthony, and we were talking about, and against me got brought up in that conversation, and uh, they were all shocked that I stand so high by New Wave. That record's, well, yeah, I, the record's great. So I, good. I think the songs that I didn't were, that were okay are the songs that I like more now. Like like The Ocean was a song that I was like, nope. Yeah, like, it's a great song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, the more time I've spent with the record, I think I've my opinion has changed. Yeah, the I song. I, the I song didn't even stop. Can, the song "Stop" is bad. That that's a bad song. Yeah, stop. Take some time to think. Oh yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> They're transferred an end. Oh, dude, I didn't even. Th- oh my god, yeah, I didn't even think about that in that context. Yeah, that's, that's that was that era. For. Yeah, totally was. That was that era. Um, 
Word. Uh, Ray, what was your number 10? My number 10 was, uh, and I stand by this because I actually just saw the band for the first time earlier in 2017, Alciest, which is like a French black metal shoegaze band. I saw them last year at the basement of a old bank in Long Beach. Uh, the Federal, I think it was called. I can't remember, but I'd never been to a show there before. But yeah, this is where I discovered this band and they're unbelievable. And I still, yeah, I stand by this. And there's nothing funny I think I said in my write-up, so... Um. Yeah, um, I, shoe, shoegazer black metal. Who know who knew a thing like that existed? But I reveled in it. Great thinking music. What the fuck am I doing? God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know all these are going to be so. Cr- it's like it's almost like looking back on your lyrics from your demo. Just like oh 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 gosh. <laughs> what, what, what's your number ten, Joey? Between the buried and me. Colors. Whoa. Okay. okay. Not a, not a record I've thought of in a while. I, I have nothing against Between the Barrier to me. I still and I don't listen to them as much as I used to. Um, my write-up is crazy. Straight crazy. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> you dug deep there, Joey. Yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck, I'm tired. I don't know what I've, got, I've got 30 more of these to do. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to kick it to you, Joey. Who wants number nine? Um. Well, don't we do? Uh, I do number nine, and then we pass. Oh yeah, yeah. Then you snake it. So yeah, you do number nine, and then throw it around. Um, my number nine, which in 2017 would be way higher than number nine, <laughs> is Rilo Kylie under the blacklight. Oh yeah. Um, and I do say this record would be a lot higher if it wasn't for the song Dream World, which is and my I, favorite song in that on that record. Which I still think is the worst song in that record. Um. <laughs> But yeah, over the, over the years, Rilo Kiley, I I think genuinely has become my, in my top three to five all time favorite bands. And I celebrate the entire catalog and I love this record. What was your write up for it? This record would have been a lot higher if it wasn't for the song dream world. Wow. It's bad. It's funky. (laughs) I said funkier. It's funkier than their past records, but just as awesome. Rilo Kiley should put out a record every year. I stand by that. Rilo Kylie should play <laughs> or at least play a show so I can see them again. Under the black lights or under the bright light, black lights, bright lights, black lights. Black right? light. Yeah. Under the black lights was my number 11. And I'd say Rilo Kylie is Rilo Kylie is the new Fleetwood Mac. That would be higher on my list, but the moneymaker is the worst fucking song of the year. <laughs> Dissenting opinions. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what do you want? What are you, who are you going to throw it to Joey? Uh, right. Okay. My number nine record is, uh, so th- I completely forgot about this band. I hadn't listened to it in, yeah, probably 10 years. This band called irreversible. They put out this record called sins. It's like these Atlanta hardcore kids did like a ISIS ripoff and it was so goddamn good. And I just remember being obsessed with it. I remember trying to like talk to them to sign to century media. It was just so good. And the, re- I was like, all oh, this band's going to become huge. No one heard of them outside of Atlanta. So I was like, Never heard that in my life. I, I, honestly, I bet you if we brought this up to like, you know, the foundation dudes or any of the other Atlanta hardcore kids, they probably would be like, Oh, that band was great. But like, no one knew about them outside of Atlanta. And I don't even know how I got keyed into them, but they were, yeah, really, really good record. So yep, heard of it. yep there you yeah. go. You, 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 yeah, you guys would both probably li- listen to it and like it now and be like, Oh, wow, this is good. It's like, and it came out in 2007. Yeah. 
What do you What do you got for number nine, Jeremy? Number nine, Bayside, Walking Wounded. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm. Have not really listened to that band in quite a quite a long time. Um, I always, you know, I always. I always wanted to, you know, I always, uh, I stand by Bayside where like, you know, they're, they're like an alkaline trio where they can write the same song a hundred times. But, um, for those first handful of records, it was a really good song. Then I got really just kind of tired of it. But, um, I wrote best Bayside record next to the acoustic release from start to finish. This thing rules. Sure. Very. I wasn't thinking too much on that one. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Bayside's one of those bands that like, if you would have told me 10 years ago that they were like this legacy band or going to become like this late, I, I don't think I would have believed it. Nah. Like good for them. Yeah. Like, yeah. They just awesome. somehow hung out there. I, I don't not like them. They're just a bit They're They're fine. They have some good, good songs and good records, but like good for them. Like, yeah, yeah. they've, they've done it. They've totally done yeah. it. Yeah. For being a, uh, Smoking Pope's Alkaline Trio mishmash and and somehow finding their own footing in that is it's yeah it's cool good for them yeah good for them um do I do my number eight yes sir number eight the Weaker Than's reunion tour wow I don't know why I did not put that on my list this is didn't make, yeah. didn't make my list this, not even in my wow five or honorable mention i know i oh god i think this is definitely going to show us one of two things like one there are certain records that obviously we like much better over time as joey illustrated initially and then uh two that there are, you could easily find the place to replace them in your top your top 10 list <laughs> so i wrote not as strong as the previous releases but just as enjoyable my favorite lyricist of, lyricist of all time i still stand by that i, I stand by that right up and I think that's why it didn't make my list is because it is just I've, I've grown to like it more over the years, but it's it's it is I don't want to say worse it's their least great record. Sure. Over like, the years, I've I've grown to like it more. Um, so I'll put I would put it as my third favorite of the four, and I think Fallow is now my maybe my that's, least. That's fair enough. I, I yeah get behind that. I've definitely appreciated this record more over time because it didn't, it just, I don't know why it just didn't have the immediate impact on me. And then now it's like, sure. I find myself reaching for that or, you know, left or leaving when I want to listen to the weaker thans. Like I need that as fix. You, as you've matured, uh, you've matured with that record. Oh yes. Right? Yes. I would say so. Matured is a very good word, Joey. I think John Sampson would appreciate the maturity of all of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joey, what was your number eight? Cool. Uh, this record is good. Have not listened to it since 2007. Steel Nation, Soul Swallower. Whoa! What the? Wow. That came out Eulogy? Yeah, maybe? Uh, double or Nothing? Was oh. it Double or Nothing? I think it was Double maybe Eulogy. That was like, that was if a it did come out on Eulogy, it should have come out on Eulogy. <laughs> so true. So true. My this band was the biggest surprise for me at this year's This Is Hardcore Fest in Philly. They're definitely one of the best newer hardcore bands out right now. They're coming out here in February. It's going to rule. Spoiler alert. Did I, did not see them. <laughs> I did not see them in February 2008. I was going to say, this is so good if we have predictions for the future because we can totally do an audit on those. I love that. <laughs> I mean, they, like Steel Nation was great, but I, sure. Wow. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know. I mean, they're from Pittsburgh. They're yeah. You say I, I know Code Orange is down. Oh, I didn't even know they were from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't even think I listened to that record. 
Nope. Nope. There you go, mate. I got to get into it. Let me keep it up. I thought that record was better than Bright Eyes Casadega, which is my number 15. <laughs> Dude, that's even that's even better. Oh, my gosh. That, that's kind of the funniest thing when you're seeing things that you put lower and then you're like, why the fuck was that so low? And this thing was so high. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, Ray, my number eight was, and I totally stand by this, lo- like this record a lot still, Polar Bear Club. Sometimes things just disappear. That, that Polar Bear Club is definitely a band that has been completely forgotten by time. Like, a band, sometimes things just disappear. Sometimes things disappear, <laughs> including the reputation of this band that was supposed to be, you know, like the second coming of Christ. Like, I would... You know, I would definitely compare it to the ascendancy, you know, maybe a little less or maybe a little more slow, but like, you know, the gaslight anthem where it's like you felt like Polar Bear Club was like on that trajectory. But yeah, it just it just didn't happen for him. Man, I, I haven't listened to that record in a very long time. I yeah, yeah I always I, I honestly don't even know if I have a copy of it anymore. Um, Ooh, brutal. Yeah. I'm thin in the murder. I got too many records. I'm, uh, I'm with you. I understand. I still the, of the red or the better. That record's great. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to it in a while, but yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah, it's yeah, it's a really good record. But yeah, they're, they they it just yeah, there are certain bands where it just kind of you know you shed a single tear where it's like oh man like that 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 was a great time seeing them. I remember seeing them at the the first time they came out west. I think all I think all of us were at that show. You should have played that show, if I'm assuming it's the show you're talking about. The, the Glasshouse Record Store, right? We played that, yeah. That was one of our first shows. That was like in our first 12 shows. That show was awesome. That show was amazing. Yeah. It was so much fun. I just Who else re- played that? What did, was it Broadway Calls? Broadway Calls, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Speaking of bands that time has forgot. Who man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Remember we were trying to sign them, Joey? To Abacus? Who? We were trying to sign Broadway Calls to Abacus, I think, at one point. Before they signed Adeline, maybe I don't know. I just I just remember whatever. <laughs> uh, all right, my number seven, and I, I actually had a discussion about us doing this podcast with the members of this band, and they uh, they appreciated the fact that uh, I still like this record, uh, the Thrice record, the Alchemy Indexes Volume One and Two, which I think was Fire and Water, right? I think those were the first two that came uh-huh. out. Yeah, well, it's yes, because it's on my list later. Okay. Yes. So yeah, I think it was Fire and Water. And those songs are, yeah, those songs are amazing. The fact that they did what they did of just, you know, hey, we're going to take an element, we're going to write songs directed at that element. That's still crazy. Like that w- that could come out in 2018 and people wouldn't even bat an eye. People would be like, oh yeah, I'm into it. So way to go, Thrice. Good job. Uh, Jeremy, what do you got for number seven? <laughs> number seven, Trap Them, Sleep Well, uh, Deconstruct or whatever. Right. Um, this is a good write-up. You ready? Most pissed-off thing I've heard since Cursed. Fucking pissed. Anything with upside-down crosses wins for me. And there's about 50 on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, I remember my old band played a house show with them in like one of the Carolinas, and I was just like, what the fuck? And uh, I remember liking Backstabbers, but not knowing that it was like the same people and all that sort of stuff. Um and a uh, funny side note, when they played, when we played that house show with them, uh, Scuba was not in the band yet, but he was doing merch. And that's the night I met Scuba and now we play in a band together. 
uh, you know, nice. fucking 11 years later. <laughs> so, a, a, a common theme on these lists as well are bands that I tried to sign at one point too. <laughs> like, I, tried, I tried to sign trap them and then they went to uh prosthetic and uh, yeah, just, I mean, it was like total. Death wish. Would it have been death well, wish? Uh, oh yeah. Or is that on? I'm trying to think. Well, if it's 2007, Sleepwell Deconstructor, I think that came, did that come out on Death Wish or is that Trash Art? No, uh, the Sleepwell came out on like Trash Art or whatever that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, there was later that I tried to sign them to Century Media, but then they chose Prosthetic and then, yeah, they didn't really do much. And I was like, oh, okay, well, thanks for putting out good records, guys. Um, Joey, yours? Yep. This one's tough. It's tough, dude. You just went through Steel Nation, okay? You're you're good. you're doing fine. Say anything in defense of the genre. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what, ma- what makes that tough, Joey? Walk us through it. American sucks. <laughs> not not very proud there's of that my, pick. There, I mean, whatever. I don't. I think I've outgrown saying anything and I don't even know. I don't remember listening to this record a ton. Yeah. You, you felt obligated for some reason. I don't, I don't know why it's on my list. Maybe because you liked all the guest appearances. That can't be true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to divulge this. This was one of my disappointments. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, still hasn't done anything for me except intimidate me with how many goddamn songs there are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's so good. It, this is this is my write-up. Jeremy may have shown me the spoiler alert and spoiler alert records because I don't want to give those away because they're coming up. But he doesn't, quote, get this record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think I got that record either. That doesn't appear. Funny, any- funny side note, though. Know who produced that? Who? Bradwood. Bradwood. Mm. Brad, Mr. Bradwood produced that, which is crazy. Um, yeah, so, you know, small world. Small world in the end. Seed Geek. Why do I got to tell you about SeatGeek? Well, for one, because they're incredible. And for two, just because, uh, yeah, you need to be in the know. So... SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to literally every type of live event possible. Whether you're hitting up that last minute deal or you're looking for a perfect gift for somebody, SeatGeek will help you find the best ticket at the best prices, absolutely fully guaranteed. Trust me, I've used this service many, many times before. Um, I recently, I'm going on a trip in about two weeks to Milwaukee and I bought two sets of tickets on there. One for the Milwaukee Bucks, the professional basketball team. And then uh, I'm also seeing Boney Vare up there do a 10 year anniversary show for for Emma forever ago, which I can't wait. And I bought both of those tickets off of SeatGeek. It makes it so easy because it gives you grades on the seat like a color-coded thing red circle means don't buy it not a very good deal green means yo go for it do it and it's designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever and plus every purchase is absolutely fully guaranteed so you can shop with confidence you don't need to be scared that you're buying some like scalper thing Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket from sports to concerts to comedy and best of all i will 
give you $20 off your first ticket purchase through SeatGeek. So please use the promo code WORDS and download the app on your phone. Super, super simple. Use the promo code WORDS and you will get $20 off that first purchase. That's right, $20. Basically, I'm taking you out to a show, giving you a night in the town. $20 off, use the promo code WORDS off your first SeatGeek purchase. Please do it. SeatGeek's amazing. I love it. Thanks for sponsoring the show, guys. Now, here's back to 2007. Ray. Who you did so you did was that number seven for you right there oh yeah yeah then do your number six. Oh, i was the last sorry all good man number six. this was my seven inch blacklisted peace on earth war on stage oh great good. seven inch great seven, great inch. seven inch yeah yeah do you put that That's on t- it. yeah do you put that in the top 10 list i don't know apparently you do <laughs> i put friday's cassidy at number 15 <laughs> <laughs> I just, I would like the one that's besides my favorite record of the last 10 years of the records that are on my list, bright eyes, Casadega at 15 is the one I'm like, that's interesting. That's a little lower than, uh, I expect would have expected. Sure. Well, yeah. And especially too, it's like, there's certain, uh, like I said, I had a, I had, I had 14 records listed, but I didn't have them in any numerical order. I, I've, <laughs> apparently I was just like, whatever, dude, numbers are irrelevant when it comes to lists. And so there was a certain, like I, I uh, editorially eliminated the Yesu Conqueror record. Cause like I went back and I listened to it and I was just like, yeah, this record was okay. But the only reason I put it there was because it was Yesu. And like, I worshiped everything that Justin Broderick did at that time. And so I had no filter from that perspective. So I'm surprised you didn't have that for Brad eyes, Joey. Way to go. I don't know. I listen to Casadega all the time now, like a lot. I really okay. like the record. Yeah. I listen to it more than blacklisted peace on earth. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's, and it's a full length. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right ray what's your number six my number six is the uh the red album by baroness which i completely stand by i still am obsessed with that band and and love everything they do um so far your list if this was too if if you read this list as your 2017 list you're like oh that'll kind of make sense right yeah everything is everything is pretty everything tracks i don't have you had anything embarrassing yet no no i had the only thing i mean yeah no there's nothing embarrassing like even yeah i i I didn't feel like i took any uh like misses here i felt i was like oh yeah like every single one i revisited and i listened to and i was like okay yeah like this was fine so yeah i i didn't have any i mean i i did i i did edit out a uh, pat noswald record the werewolves and lollipops but that was like you know, it's not like it's a bad record, but I'm like, what was I doing putting a comedy record in? Comedy like, album, yeah. yeah it's it's kind of weird. Comedy I mean, record, comedy records were uh, 2007 right. versions of uh, dreamy uh, s- soundtracks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I was gonna have at least one or two in there. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. yeah, I guess. I mean, mine. I wouldn't say mine isn't. I, I guess mine's not embarrassing, but it's just like, I guess the order, I'm with Joey, the order of mine is a little confusing where I'm like, oh, I definitely do not stand by that in that placement anymore. But Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's probably true. And that's why, like, yeah, the, like the Yesu record, I had it like, you know, if I was numbering them or in the order that it appeared, that was like, quote unquote, number two. But I was like, oh, like, I don't know about that. But yeah, 
but sure. nothing, uh, yeah, nothing I said funny in the, uh, the, the write-up. I just said I'd be spinning it well into 20 or 2008. I was about to say 2018, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, what's True. your, what's your number, uh, number six, Jeremy? Number six, fake problems. How far our bodies go. That was their first full length. Oh and, yeah. Uh, you, you wrote hard for them and still probably I, do. Well, yeah. I mean, those are still two of my really close friends and it's been awesome to see Chris Farron continue his, uh, his path into everything. Um, but I wrote, a. this is not me being biased because their guitar player is like my little brother and the other members are great friends. It's due to the fact that this band is, has, uh, it's full of incredible songwriting, great lyrics and some of the catchy songs, uh, you've ever heard. They deserve the world and more. That's what I wrote. Nice little thing there. That is, um, that, that's sweet. That was a yeah. record. I couldn't really, I never really got that into that record, but sure. the, I don't remember the, the full length after it, the, the ghosts is it ghosts what's the that was the third record this the record after this one was like the the very like cabaret sounding record what's uh, the one of the with the person like jumping in a pool yeah 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 that's uh that's uh real life ghosts or whatever i think it's called that record's incredible that record's really good um i think that's what it's called hold on now i need to i'm googling because i Real Ghost Caught on Tape, that's what it's called. Oh, yeah. I, that, I think that's when I ju- like. I liked all of their previous stuff just because you know you enjoyed it so much and I listened to it because of that. But I think that that record is what really got me. Oh, yeah, like this band's totally t- yeah. totally a thing and totally great. Yeah, the, the record in between those two was the It's Great to Be Alive record, and that's the one that's like, it's it's very, very all over the place, kind of like cabaret songwriting. But the name of the the one you put... Um, what's your 2007 one called? I don't even remember what that record. How far our bodies go? It's the one that was on. It came out on Sa- uh, Sabo. Sabo. Yeah, Sabo yeah. Productions. Yeah. Wow. And then they decide to sign one. And then they decide to sign one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was like. Uh, oh, right I'm looking at that it. record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Good times. <laughs> yeah. So my do I say my number five? Yep, you're good. Uh, number five, two gallants, self-titled. Oh, you hard for that band. You did. I love that band. I, have, I, I, you know, I still buy everything they've put out. Even the singer did a solo record, which was a little surprising considering they were a two-piece. I, I don't know if there's a bigger fuck you to the other guy than, than doing that. But, um, yeah, I always love that band. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, that band's awesome. I said, our this two piece knows what the fuck is up. Everything they put out, everything they put out is pure gold, um, <laughs> dude. Pure gold. That's like the be- that we, we throw that statement around all the time. Pure gold. Yeah, pure gold, man. <laughs> I never got super into them, but I saw them once at South by Southwest. Like it must have been like whenever I went like mid two thousands. Yeah. And it was awesome. Like that was they, that was the only time I ever saw them, and they just played some weird bar like away from the nightmare of South by Southwest. Sure. And it was it was great. Like it was still one of like the one of the better memories I have from going. To that. I know. It's, I know. I know. It's with, uh, you know. I know it's always easy for one of us to be like, hey, you should really like revisit that. But like, if you guys are bored enough, revisit any of their first three records. But the self titled one, the one that I put on this list, is like unbelievably good. I'm listening to that I never, I never gave them the time of day. Yeah, I was aware of their existence. It came out on Sub Pop, right? All their records. 
No, um, Saddle Creek. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were on Saddle Creek for like the first three or four releases or something like that. Or no, no, no. The, the first record came out on this other random label. But then like this, What the Toll Tells was the first one on Saddle Creek. But I remember they did a tour with like, it was like that era of, uh, of like sort of the weird alt folk stuff where I remember it was like the weaker than two gallants, Lucero and like murder by death or something like that, which is like, Holy shit. Heavy hitters, that, man. That is the most 2007 tour I've ever heard. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. That's like, like something like that. That's like a, uh, a Kickstarter backed tour in 20, 2018. <laughs> yeah. It's very wild. Very, very wild. Uh, Ray, what was yours? My number five record is, uh, you, you guys, remember, you guys remember that band? Uh, editors, remember that band? They sounded like oh yeah, my number twenty one. Nice, kind of Interpoly sounding band. Oh yeah, actually, yeah. Well, the record is called "The End Has a Start," and uh, great segue, Jeremy. Let me go ahead and pull up my. Um, yeah, here's my write up. Yep, I like editors better than Interpol, and then in parentheses, at least this year. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that record, I remember I saw them. I think, uh, my friend was working at the box office of the house of blues Anaheim. She like calls me and she's like, Hey, you really like editors and this show sold out, but I have an extra ticket. And so I just drove down and saw them and they were great. And, uh, then after this, they released another record a couple years later. That was pretty terrible. And, uh, then they rode off into the sunset and I was like, Oh, okay. But yeah, great record. That that record is still totally very good. Totally. Like I said, I'm going through and cutting trimming the fat from my records got to my ease i did not get rid of that record hell yeah dude yeah it's a good it's I'll give, it, I'll give it another shot i'll give it i'll give it a shot with 2018 years i remember when it came out i was like i already have interpol i don't i don't need another one it, i just always framed it like this they're just like a more poppier version of interpol you know like they weren't afraid to lean into all the choruses and you know the traditional songwriting structure they just did that in my opinion you know better than interpol did interpol you know had the mood and they had their own version of catchiness but editors was like hey you want like a killer's version of the of interpol how about editors (laughs) (laughs) what's what's your number five joey coconut records nighttime Dude, <laughs> you and Jason Schwartzman hanging out. This band is Jason Schwartzman from those movies. Sure. <laughs> and he used to be in Phantom Planet. Well, this is better than Phantom Planet and some of his movies. Sure. Do yourself a favor and find this record now and immediately listen to the song West Coast. You'll be instantly hooked. I stand by that. That song is incredible. Yeah. It's, it's actually really good. Every yeah. I, Every uh, I think every trailer uh, house in uh, Los Angeles also agrees with your like for uh, like three or four years. Everybody used that in television shows and movies. Do you have that on vinyl? I did. Did you? <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous, man. That thing goes for hundreds of dollars. It's very yes, expensive. It, yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he no longer has it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was one of the things where I was like, just look. I was like adding my records. And I didn't realize what it like. I think it was just like a record store day release or something. And I was like, well, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> wow. It was the night timing record too. Wow. Damn. It was, it was a picture disc, like in a, like oh. a desk, like an oh. actual, but it was in a sleeve. It was like, a, it wasn't like in a picture disc sleeve had like full art. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it wow. was, 
and honestly, the only reason I sold it is because some kid hit me up about it and was like, it's going to be the 10 year anniversary soon. Like it's probably going to get reissued. Like, well, good point. I'll take a, I'll take a few hundred dollars right now. And if, sure. if it gets reissued, great. If not, oh, well, I don't know if you guys are with me on this, but like now that there are so many records are being re- reissued, I, I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, I don't care about really necessarily having the first press of a lot of things. Like as long as I just have it on vinyl, I'm happy. Oh, I'm the same yeah. way. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, especially too, it's like with, with reissues, how in depth they're getting, if they're doing new liner notes or new art or whatever, it's like, Oh, or remastering it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Or it's like, yeah, I, I, I think my favorite is when they, you know, it's like a single LP and then they make it a double LP and, you know, they include like demos or what. It's just like, that's great. Why would I not yeah. buy that and have the superior version? Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another way we've matured um, yeah. in the last 10 years. I think so. <laughs> We're willing to spend more money on vinyl. Oh, wait, that's not that's not maturity. <laughs> that's not maturity. <laughs> um, Ray, what's your number five? Oh, I did number five. You go to your number four. So stupid. It's fine. Number four. My number four? Yes, sir. Uh, my number four is Manchester Orchestra. I'm like a virgin losing a child. And my write-up is somehow I missed this in 2006, but thankfully it was re-released in 2007. That's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's absolutely cheating. Yeah, yeah. I would do that now, but in 2007. Yep. Well, hey, dude, I, you bucked all protocol the moment you added a seven-inch sheer top ten. So Exactly. Yeah. But I, yeah. even, though, even though this was 2006, I stand by that. Joey, yeah. Joey's number one. Gorilla Biscuit, start today. <laughs> Just found this record. Really good. Oh, man. All right. I mean, now, throw, throw, throw it away, Joey. Uh, Jeremy. <laughs> Get ready to be, uh, be jealous of my life, uh, Joey. My number four, Bright Eyes, Casadega. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> um. All right, I wrote. Talk about having to uh, talk about having to dig deep into an album to find what you're looking for. I listened to this record over and over on tour, trying to get my full opinion, and I finally realized that uh, me trying to understand it was me being obsessed with it. Kudos, uh, kudos again, Connor. So there you go. That record's great. I feel like it's the most underrated for sure. I, well, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say uh, the electronic one, but I. Don't ever listen to it. North can remember what it's called. Digital Ash, uh, Digital Learn. Digital, yeah. That's become my least favorite record, I think. Oh, that is hands down my least favorite record. Yeah. I remember liking it a lot when it had come out with obviously the I'm Wide Awake, but obviously I'm Wide Awake smoked it completely. Yeah. But uh, I, I was always just like, yeah, you know, Digital Ash is good too. And then just over time, <laughs> I'll like, you know, come on on random on my, in my car or something. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't hold up as well. I, I tried to listen to it not that long ago and just was like, I can't do this. But whereas Casadega, I kind of wrote off, hence why it's number 15, and yeah. uh, have been listening to it actually a lot over the past few months. And yeah, I think it is very underrated in the Bright Eyes catalog. Yeah, the- I mean, it's it was the sober record. It was, you know... I'm going to rehab and doing that. So like it, it should, it should by all means be like, Oh man, this is going to be bad. He's sober now, but it, you know, it, uh, it, it somehow wasn't. Yeah. Um, do, do you guys just want to turn this into a bright eyes podcast? I'll just leave real quick. I would yeah. love to. I would do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, 
I still I still I still write hard for uh, the like uh, six songs that he did on like imports in like <laughs> I don't know it, they're like they're so good like there was these two d- d- imports uh, like talk about singles yeah and they're they're yeah. they were so good and I just remember like I like I mean I I like him and I but I just don't write him as hard as obviously you guys have um, but yeah I just love those uh, you know it's like it's so weird when you get into a band with like a certain random song and then you're just like that song is the best and then it's hard for you to ever like let that song go even though they continue to put out material it's just some some stuff gets stuck in your head you just can't let it go well for sure. like i always kind of like never got i was like pushed on getting into bright eyes like i was just like i'm not into it yeah and then i heard on a mix that someone made they that they put calendar hung himself and something vague and i was like all right if these two songs are on the same record then i'll buy i'll buy this record and they yeah. are on the same record and then it was like Oh, I'm an idiot. Like, yep. Yeah, totally. I remember, I remember the biggest, one of the biggest regrets that I had missing a show was, uh, the year that fevers and mirrors came out was the same sort of thing. Someone was like, you got to buy this record. You got to buy this record. You're going to love it. And then, uh, I got it. And I remember having a hard time getting past track one. Cause it's like 15 minutes long or whatever. <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, it's not 15 minutes, but you it, know, felt, it felt like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah long intro and then a very slow song and then like whatever it just it didn't click with me right away and that week they were playing the el ray with uh the faint and cursive around the time that that was the same time dance macabre and uh um the sink or swim ep from cursive was out and i didn't go to that show and then i realized that show about a month later once i was obsessed with bright eyes and was kicking myself for like the next couple of years. So then when he came back with that lifted record in whatever, 2003, he, I remember going to like four nights in a row. The amount of times I saw bright eyes tour for lifted was <laughs> right. Hey, Jeremy, was it, did you come with me to the, I think it was for Casadega when they did like bright eye shows before Casadega came out and he played the yes. L Ray. He had long and hair. He just, and he pretty much played, I think he played the whole record and then just like at the end a few like of the hits. Yeah. That was very strange. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry, we'll stop talking about bright eyes now, Ray. No, it's fine. It's okay because Taken three Bright Eyes. Well T- Taken was supposed to be uh was supposed to play with Bright Eyes at Shea Cafe with By a Thread as well. And then uh Taken had to cancel. What? Yeah. Oh dude. He played it, this was pre Fevers and Mirrors. It was like a couple months before. And, uh, yeah, I, I saw him at the Shea Cafe. He was great. And, uh, by thread played and they were really good, but yeah, we take him to supposed to play. Cause that, that's when I was going to school down there. So I had a hookup at, uh, Shea Cafe. So they'd kind of throw us on whatever show. And I was like, Hey guys, let's play this show just cause I wanted to play with by a thread. And then like, you know, we canceled last minute, you know, feeling really stupid, but it was a good show. I, I just can't believe there was a bright eyes, even by a thread. Like, that's- Oh Yeah. That sounds like that sounds like the classic promoter. Like, oh, double booked it. Fuck it, throw them together. Totally. <laughs> That's like every every early two thousands show that was not at like showcase or chain reaction. It was like, oh yeah, well, like I, I said yes to both of you. So sure, how about you play together? It was like seeing against me at Shea with like American Nightmare or like or like they played one of those Shea Fest where it was literally we all did, hard. We played and- that. We played that day. We played with against me on that day of Shea Fest or whatever, and it was like, "What is this?" What? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's wow, great. Yeah. it's great. Good to, what a time to be alive! What a 15 time! Years. <laughs> <laughs>
Where where are we at now? Did you you did you just did number four, Jeremy? I did number four. Oh no, uh, Ray, what's your number? Okay, this is uh, th- this isn't embarrassing, but it definitely is a record that I have not really paid attention to. You guys remember that band? It prevails. Call it, the record's called it, the Inspiration. Basically, they've been a band for that long, dude. They've been a band since like two thousand five, maybe two thousand. Yeah, uh, basically. I don't think I ever cared. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, funny you say that. Here's my description. I feel like I may be the only one really getting into this band, but it's a simple <laughs> Shilude Misery Signals inspired hardcore record that kept me hitting repeat. And uh, yeah, didn't they, but didn't they become like a, a rise? Like do on the rise? Like do all right. They, their first record came out on Rise. This record came out. They released it themselves because they were like I don't know, fed up with Rise or something like that. And everything they've done ever since, which is like one EP and maybe one other full length, I can't remember, has just been they've self released it. But yeah, their first oh. record came out on Rise. And the only reason I found out about it was because someone sent it to me and were like, "Hey, they think Taken in here." And I was like, "I don't even know who this band it, is. What it doesn't make any sense." Yeah, yeah, it's like total melodic, like like. Shihalud, Misery Signals, exactly. So it was a great record. So way to go, guys. <laughs> uh, now you've all done your number four. Now I'm going to do my number three. Uh, this this one, it, I mean, it's it's kind of weird. I just would never ride hard for this band. But Silver Sun Pickups, Car, Carna, Carnavas, I think that's how you say it. That's their first or second record. I think it's their second record. Uh, my write-up was, again, another record I was very leery about based on how much hype it had been getting but lo and behold, people still like good music, which that's not true at all. But um, yeah, I just re- I just remember really liking that record. But <clears throat> I've never seen them, even though they've, is- they've played many shows. <laughs> Obviously, I could have had an opportunity to see them, but I don't care that much, I guess. I think that is their first full length. Because okay. I really their second full length. Oh, OK. What was the second full length called? Swoon. Oh yeah, that was a yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so this first one, yeah. like Smashing Pumpkins, kind of right. Yeah, 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 for sure. I just yeah. re- it was. I just remember this record being like you know again. It felt like everyone under the sun was like, oh my god, Silverstone pickups, like dude, next best thing out of L.A. And uh, yeah, they were hot for a minute. Yeah, yeah. I I, I never I never caught that train. Um, <laughs> I remember it happening and just being like, okay. Uh, I, I just did. Yeah. It never, I never bought the record, but everyone always liked it. Yeah. And I think this record and probably a lot of bands that fall into the same sort of genre where it's like, there's, you know, I would never have ever thought about speaking to this record now to anybody being like, Oh, this has a lasting impression on me. It's like, this is something that I listened to probably hot and heavy for six months. And then it just kind of fades quietly away. And then maybe I'll recognize a song later and be like, Oh yeah, that was a good record, but never anything I'm going to, you know, get on a soapbox and say, you need to listen to this thing, even though it's my number three record. <laughs> right. For sure. Uh, Joey, what's your number three? Um, thrice alchemy index volumes one and two. Nice. Yeah. Don't really have anything else to say. Kind of, you covered it. Um, price is great. This was a pretty, yeah. Like you said, a pretty crazy idea that panned out very well. Yeah, they've they've done okay for themselves. Uh, yeah, and I I think volumes one and two are better than volumes three and four. But yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I kind of got I got into volumes three and four later, like you know whatever year or so after. I just I remember liking them a lot more. But yeah, the immediacy of one and two is definitely 
felt. Yeah. Cool. Jeremy's number Jer- three. My number three, Coconut Records, Night Timing. <laughs> <laughs> I just read my write-up, and I, I have... I have a I have a comment on what the fuck I was thinking. Are you ready for this? There's um, there's there's a few things wrong with the sentence. Take your favorite parts from Bell and Sebastian, The Beatles, and Rilo Kiley, and throw in some extra musical genius in there, and you got this record. First off, The Beatles were second between Bell and Sebastian and Rilo Kiley, and then extra musical genius. <laughs> like, uh, I just I painted a pretty big picture there for Mr. Schwartzman. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like my my head hurts with all the ingredients you just put in there. Yeah, but yo, know, it does kind of sound like all three of those things put together. But it's funny because like uh, it's pretty obvious that Bell and Sebastian and Rilo Kiley are just heavily influenced by the Beatles, so <laughs> probably could have just left it at that. <laughs> um, but but uh, yeah, that record's awesome. Um, I, I I hope they do re-release it. Uh, but I yeah, I, that's one of the things I hadn't thought about in a really long time. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, is it, do I, yeah, you do yours. My number two. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I have a feeling this might be on, uh, someone else's as their number one. That's going to be my guess. But, uh, my number two is Tegan and Sarah, the con. Mm -hmm. No, not mine. (laughs) I, I have a strong feeling. I might know who's number one. This is, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, what did I say? I never gave a shit before. I always, oh yeah, I'm not going to read that sentence. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a very, that's very unwoke. Uh, <laughs> there. Um, but basically, uh, yeah, I remember Kamadre always really, really liked that band. And uh, I, I was always like, really? And then I picked it up and um, yeah, I, I understood why everybody liked it so quickly. Um, I still stand by that. It's probably my favorite record from them, and I it's the only one I ever really gave a lot of attention to. Um, but yeah, there you go. Tegan and Sarah, the con, number two. Number dose. Uh, Joy, what was, what was your number two? My number two is Jimmy World Chase This Light. Ooh, that, was, um, that, yeah. that, that, felt, that felt just out of my uh, you know edited top ten. Which I actually, I, I actually listened to this record about two weeks ago, and it had been a long time. This record's fucking great. It's good, man. Like, it really is a good record, and I, uh, my man, this record was so close to being number one. Before this record came out, a bunch of demos leaked. Then there was a song in those demos, demos called "Be Sensible." This song is incredible. For some reason, it didn't make the final version. Had "Be Sensible" been on this record, it'd be my number one. I don't know if I stand by that, but "Be Sensible" is legitimately one of the best Jimmy World songs. That it's only on like a European single, like a CD single. It's not on spot like it's not online anywhere, and that song is fucking unbelievable. And hands down, was the best song from this session, but it didn't make the record. But hmm. yeah, um, Chase of Light is great, and I saw them tour off this record a bunch. And Jimmy World's the best, and yeah, they Here are. They are. They're very good, Joey. Great band. We have to say that because we have tattoos of their lyrics on our bodies. <laughs> <laughs> true true uh, number two yes my number two record is and I, I i love this record still and i don't i didn't listen to it in a long time and then once revisiting it i was like oh yeah i see why i did this 
uh, a band Attack in Black. You guys remember them? Brian, I, remember, yeah. I remember seeing the CDs. Didn't they have like an EP or something? I don't remember anything about this. They had, Canadian. Yes, Canadian was on yeah, Dine Alone Records. This record was called Marriage. And this was basically like, I just always compared them to, you know, a more sort of punk version of uh, the Weaker Thans, where it's like they just had, you know, the whatever hot water music vibe mixed with the, you know, lyricism of the Weaker Thans. But yeah, this record rules. It's so goddamn good. And I love it. I never, huh. got, I never got to see them, though. Um, or actually, well, no, I think I might have seen them when they were like touring off their demo when they were just like a bad pop punk band, but... Um, and they never, I mean, they, they, I guess they got kind of popular on the East coast of Canada, but nothing that ever, like they, I don't think they really made any sort of impact in the States, but man, that record's good. So I just looked up their Wikipedia and did you know that one of the guys in the band, I guess, uh, produced city and color. I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. He also, okay. he, he tours occasionally with city and color as well, like as a guitarist. And it says some of his notable visual work includes designs for M. Ward, Ben Queller, Lady Hawk, and City in Color. Look at that. Look at that. Multifaceted art. Yeah, multifaceted artiste. (laughs) Oh, man. Ray, is it your number one? I think it's my number one. And I am not ashamed about this record at all. The Blonde Redhead 23. Uh, That record's so good. And I think, I think. This is what like made me fully into uh, appreciating Blonde Redhead because before I just kind of you know dipped in and out, but this record um, just made me pay attention to them. Um, I've seen them twice now, and both times it's great. So yeah, I I I love this record. Way to go, Blonde what, Redhead. What was the record before this called? Oh man, you're gonna make me have like, to uh, like. Yeah, no- there was like red, like a reddish cover. Yeah, I know what you're talking. I think I know. that was the first record that like uh, Mel- melody of certain damaged lemons. Yeah, it's like a bl- black and red cover. Yeah, that was the record that I was like, oh, this band is really, really good. But then, yeah, twenty three was like, I feel like a, maybe a little like the most like accessible. Where it, it still it was like, yeah. Long time, but like I feel like it was catchier. Oh yeah. But still, well, I yeah. I, I need to listen to Blonde I Redhead. The boat on that completely. I completely missed the boat on. Like, I, I think I was always uh, just. I, I don't know. Like, I was like, that's that's for people who go to the smell. That's what I always put. <laughs> that's what I always put Blonde Redhead under. But I'm sure I would appreciate it now. You absolutely. Oh, would. dude! If you listen to Twenty Three, you would just be like, "Oh yeah!" Like th- this could easily come out today, and everybody would be like, "Oh yeah, this is a great record." Because um, yeah, yeah, it's just it's like I don't know. Basically, it, it, to me, it would sound like what uh, Will Yip has built his recording career off of, like just the sounds. Wow. Yeah, the sounds that they get, and um, yeah, it's it's amazing. The band's super great and it, it i would agree joey it def this record definitely made them it's a, i think it's by far their most popular record as far as you know got got people into them and stuff like that so huh yeah well you should retroactively check that out jeremy i think it would be uh, up your alley uh well how about how about your number one jeremy what do you got <laughs> my number one i'm a cheater like joey manchester orchestra i'm like a virgin <laughs> music child. wow I thought I thought you made fun of him, but I guess not. Yeah, come on. 
I know. I kept my mouth shut. I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so I said, this is me cheating. This came out in 2006, but got re-released in 2007. So I say it's fair game. I haven't been this obsessed with the record in a couple of years. If you haven't heard it, go buy it. Um, yeah, that record's fucking awesome. Uh, I did I did revisit it recently, and I was like, yeah, this is still really good, but I actually like their other records more now. I think they just kind of like are, you know... Uh, more you can hear the youth in this record as opposed to the the new records where you can tell like they've become incredibly good songwriters what what's your favorite record of theirs <sighs> that's tough um i don't know i it's it's tough to say uh fuck i don't know um cuz it's they're one of those things where like i I kind of collectively like all of the records in their own way for their own reasons. Like some of them have some of my favorite songs. And then, you know, one record I might not listen to as much, but it has like two songs that I fucking love. So it's, it's tough to say. Do you have a favorite? I think simple math is my favorite. It's a, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I feel like it has like the, I don't know. There's just something about that record that I don't know if it's because, I don't, it's like the first time I felt like they were really like going for it maybe, or, and it was like, it's the production is catchy. Insane. It's quiet. It's heavy. Like there's just so much to that record. And to be fair, it is the one Manchester records, Manchester Orchestra record that Nicole likes. So okay. it's the one we listen to the most. So that's, it's like, even though it's what, nine years old now, no, 10, no. seven years old, whatever. Uh, it's like still the freshest in my head. Like it's the one we like that gets listened sure. to the most. Yeah, I mean everything to nothing. I also listen to quite a lot, but yeah, I mean, hope, cope, all that shit. Great. Did you guys? Did either you guys check out the uh, the soundtrack that they did, the Swiss Army Band soundtrack? Oh yeah, yeah, Yeah. that was good. It's very good. Yeah, unbelievably good. I I I I was I'm actually surprised that they are. I mean, I haven't heard of any of them doing I'm sure they're working on some projects but like nothing I totally thought that that was going to be kind of a trajectory that they were going to be able to head a, head it towards because I mean that that soundtrack got so much press so many you know so much mainstream attention you know probably like I mean I maybe wouldn't compare it in the same way that like survive or stranger things or anything like that but um you know I just felt like that was a kind of a trajectory they could go on I mean the fact that the whole thing is is all done acapella. Is Unbelievable. Insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, not to, uh, not to, you know, fucking name drop, be cool guy, but around the time they were finishing the production on that, they came to LA, uh, Robert and Andy, and we all went out to dinner and he was showing me iPhone videos of, uh, of like Paul Dano singing in the studio, like over it. And he was like, so theatrical, even in the, in the studio, like kind of singing along to it. You could tell he was like in character. It was like the coolest thing to see and he was just and uh it was wild too because i think it was uh debuting at like sun uh sundance like the week later and they were in la like finishing the mastering on it it's just like cutting it so close yeah it's just crazy but yeah that soundtrack is awesome that movie is phenomenal so good it's very good yeah yeah yeah. uh joey well you called it number one tegan and sarah the con (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's good and that's good i'll i'll save i'll i'll talk about my true number one in a second uh but uh my write-up is, yeah there isn't a record i listened to more in 2007 than the con few records i listened to on repeat this is one of them 
the song the con is probably the catchiest song of the year it's constantly in my head i don't know fuck everyone who doesn't give this record a chance i don't think that was an issue uh, <laughs> yeah i think that this kind of this kind of captured people into their into their fold <laughs> and then yeah like i wasn't a fan before this record changed everything i now celebrate the entire catalog office space anyone Blech. like the most cringy oh. just oh yeah Wow. MySpace. Different time. Yeah. Uh, oh, but oh, I thought you I thought you t- were typing. <laughs> I thought you typed black after No, it's <laughs> me reading it and going. Oh, oh okay. Uh, That's good. But yeah, this record is phenomenal. I saw them last year when they did like the content tour and they did like an acoustic version of the whole record. And it was unbelievable. It, like just to hear those songs again. Cause they play a few of them still, but like to hear the whole record and like reimagined was really cool. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but I will, my, if I could redo this, yes. my number one record for the last 10 years has been Kate Nash made of bricks and it <laughs> is nowhere to be found, but it is hands down my favorite record for it's weird. Is that yeah? You 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 and I both like that Kate Nash record, but Kate Nash is also not on my list. But but Lily Allen is one of my honorable mentions. Whoa! Ooh. Wow! Lily, yeah, Lily Allen, number eleven of my honorable mentions. <laughs> number nine <laughs> record. But like I, the record came out. The Kate Nash record I looked came out in August, and that I wonder if it came out in August in the UK, and it didn't come out over here till later. And so maybe like it didn't really get into our like in our faces until early 2008 yeah but that's the only that's the only reason i can assume it's not on my list um, um yeah yeah it's that's crazy this actually this could be fun uh you got you guys all have oh right you had what a top 30 that what yours was no no this i only had 14 this year my my top oh, you don't, yeah that was like 2004 i had like 30 records which was stupid and you don't have honorable mentions or anything like that? Uh, no, I kind of draw. I mean, like I had like the Pat Oswald record. I also have the Go it Alone. Right. I have the Go it Alone Histories record. So yeah. okay, got it. I was going to say like, uh, fucking my. If I, I'll I'll just read off what my eleven through twenty through twenty without going into it. But like eleven, Rilo Kylie under the uh, under under the blacklight or whatever. Twelve, Hot Cross Risk Revival. Oh okay. Thirteen, Decemberist, The Crane Wife. Uh, 14 Poison the Well versions, um, 15 Chuck Reagan, Feast or Famine, uh, 16 Building Better Bombs, Freak Out Squares, the ah, POS, yeah, 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 that's right. 17 Gaslight Anthem, Sink or Swim, which would be higher now, uh, Arcade Fire, Neon Bible, mm. uh, 19 Jonah Matranga, and I completely forgot about that LP. Whoa. And, uh, no effects. They've actually gotten worse. <laughs> Legit. What would, your, what would your through 20 be? Um, 11, Internal Affairs, Deadly Visions. 12, The Hives, The Black and White Album. 13, you ready for this? The Rocket Summer, Do You Feel? Holy <laughs> shit. 14, <laughs> Down to Nothing the Most. 15, as we've talked about, Bright Eyes, Casadega. 16, <laughs> Shipwreck, 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 Abyss. 17, A Fine Frenzy, One Cell in the Sea. Whew. What the fuck? Yeah. Do- 18, 
What? I was just going to say, well, I mean, if there is one thing Joey has shown throughout his maturing music taste, you put a female on stage with some microphone and a guitar, Joey will probably like it. To be fair, she played the piano. She did. She but, did. But yes. but yes, that is me. Uh, 18, Thursday, kill the house lights. Cheating. 19, yeah. MXPX secret weapon. <laughs> 20. Wow. I got 25, 20 block party weekend in the city. Stand by it. 21 editors, 50 or 22, 50 lions. Time is the enemy. 20 <laughs> wow. dashboard confessional shade of poison trees. Great record. Nice. 24, the once soundtrack, 25 arcade neon Bible. <gasps> Dude, the once soundtrack. <laughs> soundtrack so, so time and place. Oh Dude, my God. So melodramatic. <laughs> yeah. Oh my um, God. I will add that my, I also have that Rocket Summer record in my honorable mentions in the write-up. It says, if Hanson had a new record, but it was a tad bit more respectable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but who's still around, huh? <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Oh my yeah. gosh. Jesus. Uh, in my seven inches, I have the Ampere Dietro Split, Coalesce, Salt the, pa- uh, Salt the Passage, Trap Them, uh, Seance Prime, Manchester Annuals Tour Sprit, Split, Ceremony Scared People, Pride Swallower, Life Swallower. Remember that band? Did you I, ever listen to them? I do remember that band. Like members of Code on Armada, but it sounds like Nirvana. Super good. Uh, and these last two, I definitely just needed to... F- I don't know why I put this on here. <laughs> the Get Rad uh, split with pro, uh, Protestant. Like, I didn't... I, I don't listen to that. That was me lying. Right. Um, and then Outbreak Only Crime split. I probably listened to that once, just for Outbreak, but... Yeah, who knows? Do you know what? I did. You guys? I mean, we were so extensive. Joey, did you put movies on yours? Not this year, dude. Two thousand seven was an incredible movie uh, movie year. Incredible. Like I remember that was my favorite year of the Oscars because my two favorite movies just swept. It was either it was No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood. Oh yeah. Oh. I think there was a podcast on the Ringer not too long ago. Yeah, two thousand. You're right. Two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah, like I have uh, No Country for Old Men, There Will Be Blood, Darjeeling Limited, Hot Rod, The Ten, Control, Hot Fuzz, American Gangster, Grindhouse, 28 Weeks Later. Pretty Great, great year for movies. Pretty, pretty good. Some of those I'd throw out of there, but that's okay. Great. You'll appreciate my uh, number two on honorable mention. Stacy Clark, Apples and Oranges. Oh, shit. My, my write-up, Pop, she's going to be huge. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I definitely appreciate that. And that, yep. Hey, we, we, all three of us have had large hands in making careers of bands, and that's why we are as successful as we are. <laughs> we are we are obviously like people call us like the new you know dr j jimmy Iveen. like we that's just what we do here guys we just break bands <laughs> we just break bands and break artists yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. i had the, the the only record that i cringed on my like on my list where i was like oh dude like the go alone histories record um it just doesn't it doesn't does not last it does not hold up very well yeah. Yeah, it just I, it just fell flat. It was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. And honestly, I think I only put that on there really because I liked their the only Blood Between Us record so much that I was like, oh, this one has to be good, and it has to make my list. <laughs> oh man! <sighs> um, well, shit, that was fun, dude. That was right? that, 
that was super fun. I'm glad that yeah. I'm glad that we did that. Way to go, Joey. Come, way to go. And we'll just uh, you know we'll uh, we'll keep doing these every so often. Best of hey, 2008. As long as it's not 2008 or 2009, I'm all in. Oh, there's those, that. those have vanished. <laughs> MySpace. We, I must have gotten rid of my MySpace in 2008. Yeah, I think we all did. Yeah. Well, I never made my MySpace to begin with, Joey. You're so, you're so punk. So punk. <laughs> well, well, thanks, dudes. This was fun. So that is 2007, the best of revisiting in 2018 and making sure that our music tastes have not evolved whatsoever. <laughs> but I think it was, uh, yeah, it was a fun experiment and uh, we are for sure going to be doing it again in the future with some of our older lists uh, because, uh, yeah, it's just fun. And sometimes you uh, don't reflect on how much your music tastes have changed until you're looking at a list like that, like right in front of your face. So that's what we got uh, for this week, obviously. And next week is a, uh, of course, of course, a good episode, right? Because why would I bring you a terrible episode? Next week is a, a three-peat guest, Buddy Nielsen from Census Fail, an old friend of the show, old friend of mine. Uh, they have a, Census Fail's a new record coming out. Buddy hits me up and is like, "Hey, man, I want to, I want to talk about the record. I want to, you know, give give an update on my life." And I'm like, "Of course, I would love to do that." So we talk about some pretty heavy stuff, having kids, life expectations, just you know, really pontificating on a bunch of stuff. <clears throat> and so, uh, yeah, I look forward to bringing that to you. So, uh, yeah, no, no other, no other news or notes other than, uh, yeah, you should pay attention to, uh, my band taken. We're going to be releasing a EP in late, uh, April and it'll be fun. So uh, more details will be released as you are required to know them. <laughs> Anyways, please be safe, everybody. Okay. I'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw podcast network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.